and thank you for tuning in to episode number 36 of Comic Talk, the podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera. I am your host. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm in Lamont. I'm in my mom's kitchen, and I am recording this remote, as they would say. So, you are about to listen to, like I said, episode number 36. This is my conversation with Janae Lovering. We had this talk the day after her first official stand-up performance. She opened the show for us on Saturday night at Luna's. It was a really good time. I want to thank the cast of Telenovela. I want to thank Janae, everybody who came out, all our friends and family. It was such a good time, and everybody did great. And I had a lot of fun, and we're going to do it again on March the 7th. We will be back at Luna's and our lineup right now. I, it's really good. <laughs> I don't want to say it yet because it's so good. So we're going to keep the lid on that for maybe a couple more days. Uh, I'm sure I've told a bunch of people. So, I mean, it's out there, but I don't want to make it out there, out there. You know what I'm saying? So Merry Christmas. I hope you're hanging out with your loved ones and enjoy the podcast episode number 36 with Janae Lover. Peace. But when I hear myself leave, like leave a voice, I hear someone else, my voicemail on someone else's phone. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this for a living. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? How are you? I am super excited and happy this morning. The show last night was really fun. Man, we're, we're gonna let let's let's lead. I I definitely want to talk about the show. Yes, but we will. But um, I met you. Um, randomly and then we weren't even in an improv class together but like i think like so we needed people for our class or you needed people for your class somebody needed people to fill in in a class and and that's where you you were one of the fill-ins for a class one night yeah something like that yeah and then i always like like i always feel like the old person in the in the group of the improv because they're all like in their early 20s you know yeah me too so i always <laughs> i always look for adults like yes. i always <laughs> I always gravitate towards adults and I remember like like kind of like oh she's cool and I was like oh my god look at those sneakers those are super cool yeah we bonded over our yeah, Adidas sneakers yeah we bonded over our 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 love of Adidas sneakers Is, do you have a thing for Adidas sneakers well that's what I would choose I'm not like a sneakerhead, but okay I do like Adidas yeah I'm a little bit of an Adidas sneakerhead. not that like I collect them but like yeah I will I don't need a pair of shoes and I'll be like I'm going to go look for a new pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like I love going to the outlets because you can get a nice pair for like 30, 40 bucks sometimes. So that's kind of like my extent of my my sneakerdom. But so we met doing improv at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Yes, I've been doing improv there for I guess 2 years now. Uh on the Herald team for about a year, maybe this is going into like a year and a half. Uh, doing improv every Wednesday night. What What did you do? But I think you did, you didn't do, was, you started out doing improv or did you do some stuff in college? I have done theater. That's what it was. Since I was like five years old. Okay. I was MC of my kindergarten Christmas pageant. Uh, just like, you know, hosted and uh, introduced all the acts and um, then sang with like my kindergarten class, but... That was my first taste of like hosting and uh-huh. having people listen to me talk and like, you know, just enjoying that. And so I did it most of my life. And then so you did you did theater. Like, did you do theater like in, like, like in college or in high school or? 
Like drama? Yeah, I did uh, drama during school. I did it in high school. I did mostly musical theater because oh, that's really? what you do in high school. I was in um, Guys and Dolls in high school. Uh, and then I, that made me go into musical theater in college. Okay. Which was a mistake. Wh- so. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that was a mistake? Because it was really hard? It's, it's really hard. I I can act and I can dance okay and I can sing okay, but I couldn't hang with like real musical theater singers that's that's where it's really hard I can sing happy birthday and people are like wow you're a good singer but I can't like sing sing so with okay so that you love the stage and that you love performing and you say you can sing okay and dance okay you've never been um like did you ever take any of the musical improv classes that they that they've offered at the at the comedy spot I did take one it was it's really fun it's very hard because you have to think about singing okay and also being funny and rhyming and being in the style of yeah. whatever the so, musician is playing. So like when you see shows like uh, Masters of Rap Improv or You the Musical, are you kind of like secretly thinking, I want to try that or I think I could do that? I, I love Masters of Rap Improv. That's probably my favorite one of my favorite shows at the comedy spot, uh-huh. but I'm just terrible at rap. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I do okay with uh, other musical improv because I'm just more familiar with other other styles. I like rap, but I it, they, okay. it's so fast and it's so. Well, what about you, the musical? Would would you would you want to try that? I w- I would definitely want to try it. Yeah, you, the musical, is so much fun and like God, there's story. Their storytelling arcs are just so amazing. I I, I really envy how, how good they how good they are. I hope that we could get uh, the storytelling and telenovela to that level someday. Yeah, I think I think we could, but I think that is one of the hardest parts of those genre improvs is to, as a group, have to make up like a plot and an arc and have like a climax and a resolution. I think that's hard. Yeah. So you you. Uh, You'd been doing improv for a while, and then um, we asked you to to guest on telenovela. But we always kind of wanted you more than just a guest. <laughs> like it was always like, ah, oh, I, I wish we could get Janae. And then you came on and you guested, and you you enjoyed it. What what do you like about telenovela? Like, what what did you think? At first, we were like, oh, okay, this seems interesting. Let, I'll do Jesse a favor. I will do it. And then, well, I'm always really excited if someone asks me to do something like I always will say like if someone asks me to do something I will do it that's how I got a lot of the positions I have at work unfortunately <laughs> like someone's like oh Janae you'd be great at this will you do it oh yeah sure um, but with telenovela I just really liked doing it right away I like it when improv is easy to do sometimes improv can be really hard and you almost kind of dread it because you're worried about can I will I be able to think of something will I be able to be funny or find a pattern or will I be able to um, work with the partner or in a group and um, as I was telling my friends last night telenovela is easy because you only have to do one thing at one time either mm. you have to use your voice and make up funny things and stories and dialogue 
or you have to act and do the movement, but not at the same time. Interesting. I, I never <laughs> thought of it from that perspective of it. Yeah, it is all the things in improv, but it's one at a time. So you have so much support because if I'm on stage, I just throw my body around and, and hope that it works or I re react to what someone's saying or the musical cue. And I don't put that much thought into it. That sounds really terrible. Um, I just mean I sort of go with the flow. Uh -huh. And same thing when I'm speaking the lines. I it, That part is maybe a little bit harder, but I just try to um, throw things out there to give the people on stage something to do. And, but again, I don't have to think about it too much. Right. So. Right. That's cool. And and we're, we're so happy that, that you, that you stuck around and, and now we're, we're just moving forward with, with telenovela. We'll be at, we'll be Thursday nights that at the comedy spot coming up real soon in January. But then, um, I don't know how long ago was it that, uh, I can't really pinpoint the date, but I started catching when that you were showing up at open mics and doing comedy and just like I was already on board as like a fan of yours and I also do comedy and I'm also I'm, I'm always just like cheering for the girls because like we need more more women definitely at, at, at the microphones and, and we just need to just make it all all a level playing field so I just got super excited because like that's what I like and it, like that's what I want to see anyway and already just being a fan of yours and just like wow she's doing comedy and so we asked you to like I really wanted like the telenovela show to be like your platform for your first performance. Like even though you've done tons of open mics, right? There's like a difference of like just going out to open mics, but like I'm actually going to be like on a show, right? Yeah, so definitely. That was it was I was really appreciative of that of that chance because it's really hard to perform at open mics. You don't really get a good sense of audience mm. or or show. It's just a lot of comedians showing up walking in and out and not laughing or yeah, people wandering off the street and they don't know what they're watching. So it's hard to so test it, things out. It really is like doing your homework where like when you're doing homework, you're like, why am I even doing this? But you're <laughs> like doing it like, like you're getting the reps in yeah. and you're, you're getting the pacing and the timing and, and you're right. It's like, but then like when you finally get to, to take that and perform it in front of an audience, you know, and I was really hoping that we could like also like give you like a home field advantage of like having like a, like the the telenovela audience. Were you were you at all nervous about about what was it more excitement or, or nervous? Like what was it leading up to it? I was really excited. I have been doing open mics with this material this month, and the last one I did was terrible. Uh, there was a great audience, and I was so excited because they were laughing at everyone. And um, I was like thinking, yes, I'm going to try out all this material. I'm going to see what works and what doesn't uh, for the first time, really. And I, you know, I knew some of it had worked before, but I wanted to get a really good sense with a good audience. And when I, when I went up for the open mic, um, I bombed. Like I got almost no laughs at all, even at stuff that had worked really well like even at sort of the easy stuff that had worked really well before um, and stuff that should work with anyone like joking about my name sounding like a porn name like that should just get a laugh like on the street you know yeah yeah <laughs> and and so then I was really worried 
And so that made me a little more nervous going into the show. Um, kind of lost my confidence a little bit. But I don't know if it I don't know if it made a difference, but it was mostly friends of mine in the audience, friends and family. So I don't know if that made me more nervous or less nervous. Um, there were at least a few people here that there that I know think that I'm funny and laugh at me on a regular basis. So um, I don't know. I, I think it, it, it did. It was um, good to be in Luna's with um, people drinking and eating and having a good time and there to watch the show. Yeah, I love that Luna's really gives it like that comedy club vibe of like people just, just ordering food yeah. and, and, and drinking and, and enjoying a good time. And it, it was nice and cozy in there last night. It was a lot of fun. Um, how long how long have you been doing open mics now? I think I've only been doing open mics since maybe like July or August. Okay. So not very much. I have been writing stand-up in my head since I was a child, just thinking of, of things in that kind of stand-up delivery, like telling people stories, but in my head. So... When it, go, when it comes to writing, I'm not saying I'm naturally funny, but the actual structure of the writing is not as difficult, I think, because I've been practicing for, I don't know, 35 years, just writing, <laughs> kind right. of stand up and just telling, trying to tell funny stories to people. Do you do a lot of writing in general? I don't do a lot of writing in general. I um, am a teacher of writing, but I don't do that much writing I've never been a creative writer I don't write poetry I don't write short short stories if I'm gonna write anything it's gonna be you know a, some kind of work document some report or some right. so evaluation what, so what what do you teach I teach writing at American River College I mostly teach that freshman composition class oh, okay okay sometimes I teach a like a British literature class or a dramatic literature but I mostly just teach writing, and that's what I actually prefer to teach. Do you, what's your favorite type of literature? I don't know. I guess uh, Jane Austen is my favorite author. Oh, really? Pride and Prejudice is my favorite book. So, how I old do. were you when you first read that? I actually was in college. I didn't. Oh, uh, wow! Read it until I was in college. I was a theater major, and then I went back to get my degree in English. And I'd always loved to read, but I um, wasn't introduced to all that great literature, so. Did you go to school locally? Yeah, I went to Sac State. I went to Cal State Fullerton down south for a little while, but then I transferred back up. How'd you like, are you, are you from Sacramento or are you from down south? I am mostly from, I don't know where I'm from. My dad was in the military. Oh, yeah, that explains it all. My parents, my parents grew <laughs> yeah, up in Sacramento. Okay. They live in Auburn. That's where I went to high school, but... I've probably lived in Sacramento longer than I've lived anywhere. Right. So. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Once a lot of people, it's like really easy to explain like where they're from or where they grew up. But like when people just like start off with like my parents were like a parent was in the military. I think everybody's kind of like, okay, we get it. You guys had to move around a lot. Yeah. We lived in Texas. We lived in the Philippines. Oh, wow. How long did you live in the Philippines for? Four years. Four years. Yeah. What, I, during what age? Two to four five or six or oh, okay so, so i remember not, it do you but it uh, yeah but not uh, my memories are probably strange and not real so. <laughs> when you when you started doing improv was it were you at all thinking i want to do i want 
like were you at a point where you're like i want to try improv and then i want to try comedy or like where where did the when did the comedy you said you've always kind of like in your brain thought of like writing like comedy but what when did it just like formulate like when did it when did it happen like were were you planning this for a little bit or did it just kind of happen I definitely wanted to do stand up for a while. I think if if you just told me like, "Oh, start going to open mics and do comedy," that I would have never happened. But the comedy spot has stand up classes. Right. And for me, like I love to take classes. I love to be a teacher. I love to be a student. Um that's just natural fit for me. It's like learn the structure of something, learn the techniques and apply them. Um, and then take a test. And take a and test. Show that yeah. you learned it. <laughs> but I, I love telling stories at Harold, and people would tell me they're like, "You should do stand up. Your stories are so funny." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but they're stories. They're not really jokes. They're they're funny." I guess I have my husband doesn't like storytelling stand up. Like he's really kind of biased against it. And we're like, "Ugh, that person didn't tell any jokes." So I probably had some kind of fear that I would be this kind of comedian that he didn't like. And I definitely am, but I don't care. <laughs> I've learned that if I think I'm funny, that's all I care about. Like yeah. I think the joke is funny. I'll tell it ten, for 10 years. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> when um, the, the set you did last night, is that stuff that you've written recently? Is that stuff you've been working on? How did that, how did that set formulate? I think some of that, actually, some of that set is from the very first set I did, uh-huh. uh, making fun of my name. Yeah. And I think um, part of that is that people never remember my name. Like if people have met me, like they don't remember my name. So I was thinking like, I'm just going to make fun of my name as much as possible. And then people will remember it for one. Mm-hmm. And it has worked. Um, the Evan, the uh, caricaturist who comes and oh, yeah. the artist, he's not just a caricaturist, but he found me on Facebook. He just said, I remember your name from the joke you told <laughs> And so he work. sent me the picture. So I said, good. This plan is working. And that's a really cool picture. You you have that like, as, do you have that as your profile picture? Yes, yeah. I do right now. Yeah, you can you can tell Evan T. Lilly's work. Yeah. It's really cool. So that was really fun. Did you, um, I remember like when I was doing improv and I would sometimes do monologues that got good laughs. Like that would kind of like put it in the back of my head. Like, okay, you need, you need to try stand up because like your monologues are funny. And then like, I think like in watching Ali, like I watched Ali Yeda go like from improviser to comic. Okay. And I, and I saw like how a lot of like her early, early stuff was like stories that I had seen her tell as monologues. Do you, do you think that kind of helped you? I think it helps me. And I think the, some of the principles of improv are the same principles as writing a joke. Mm-hmm. And I've even given that advice to people I've been in classes with where they're, they're trying to tell something that's true and sort of funny and they're afraid to tell the the lie the sort of joke part of it so they'll say like oh, i can't think of anything that happened and i said no you told two things that really happened then the third thing is going to be the crazy absurd thing that didn't really happen but the that'll cra- be the punchline like you know cra- that's crazy town right the yeah the thing is crazy town or the if this is true what else is true yeah concept. i once i kind of got over that that same thing with with like my writing was like okay like i have to like remind myself this these are like characters i'm creating and these are these are situations i'm putting them in and like like you said like yeah this happened this happened and that would just lead to what what more heightened absurdity right and then that's where you kind of get the writing in yeah and the or the and the putting two things that don't go together 
together mm-hmm. yeah um to get that unusual thing that's funny have you thought about taking um so you, you mentioned that that you like storytelling have you heard of like johnny taylor's storytelling class i have seen it i think um some of those classes, like they don't get offered all of the time. You yeah. can see them around. You have to kind of and then, watch uh, out for them. Yeah, there's a couple other stories. But I'm, I signed up for Johnny Taylor's next storytelling class. I think it starts uh, it starts sometime in the first week of January. So I'm really looking forward to that. But is that mine? I think that's mine. I'm embarrassed <laughs> now. I've been ignoring my phone. and um, It's probably my children texting me that they're dying of something. That they're hungry? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, what, what kind of feedback did you get from your friends and family about last night? I haven't gotten too much feedback. My, uh, friend Carlos said that I needed to wash my mouth out with soap. I don't think that was in reference to, you know, me cursing or anything like that. Just uh-huh. one of my, one of my punchlines. Yeah. Uh, it's funny cause, uh, my, my sisters were there last night and so they were it's like this morning at breakfast, they're like, God, you have to say such dirty jokes. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, it was awkward there being your sister. I was like, well, Janae's dad was there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was joking that um, I I actually came up with that uh, joke about my dad's name like yesterday. And so I had never tried it before. But I thought, well, it doesn't matter because if my dad will appreciate it, so it'll be worth it. Yeah. Even if no one laughs, but it got a pretty big laugh. So yeah, that's I'll gutsy. Have to keep like, using it. That's yeah. gutsy trying something <laughs> you hadn't tried before. That's awesome. Um, what What else do you want to do? Do you want Do you want to do more comedy? Do you want to do more improv? What What ideas do you have? Like in the, the what do you, What else do you want to do with all this stuff? I definitely want to do more stand up. I'm such a homebody. I never want to leave the house and go to an open mic. Like never, they should do brunch open mics because I would be all into that. <laughs> Just making people laugh while they eat their uh, eggs Benedict. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, that's my new that's my new plan is to start a brunch open mic. That is such a great in idea. Sacramento because um, I get I get the same way. Like I get to where like oh it's just like you know you you work all day and then you get home and and you do like. You get home and you never turn it off. Like you're still yeah. working. Like you're working like in just like getting stuff ready or taking care of your family. And then like you finally reach a point in the evening where you're like, oh, I get to sit down for a second. And like kind of like the last thing you want to do at that point is like pack up and head out to an open mic. But it's I don't know. But once I get there, I'm so glad I'm there. Yeah, it's definitely a boys club, too. And it can be really hard sometimes I feel and I've gotten this feedback from a lot of like women comedians like oh I think your stuff is really funny they're just not gonna laugh at it like Uh keep going you know yeah that's that's what's kind of tough about like like how you said when you're at open mics is like uh like there's a lot of talk about like performing to the back of the room but like uh, at a lot of times at open mics like that's all there is is the back of the room it's just other comics and and you you kind of touched on that earlier that like you know, it's, it's really hard to gauge like how well your stuff is doing. And like, I guess you bring up a really good point too, is like being a girl, like you are kind of like, it is kind of like a boys club, you know? Yeah. And like I said, I've gotten the advice from, um, great comics that, uh, Oh, you know, try something three times and if it doesn't work, don't do it anymore. And I don't think that works for me that well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, well, three times with the right audience. Yeah. But three times with people that are never going to laugh at that topic or that joke or have that context, I'm going to have to find another way to try it out. So 
with can be hard with comedy how do you find yourself doing the writing do you do you set aside uh, time every day to write or, or does it just kind of hit you and you write it down in a notebook or or how do you how do you how do you accumulate your material nowadays i think it hits me and then i'll try to go with that for a while um, i'm a real reviser where i like to put down like the beginning of a thought or if something comes up in an improv scene or something funny happens uh, I'll write down that situation and then I can go in and sort of come up with the actual jokes or the tags. I've tried uh, one piece of advice I got that was really helpful is to try writing down a story of something and then putting in the sort of joke after every line of the story. So I've been working that way, just thinking of funny stories I have, but then adding in mm-hmm. more jokes. So I definitely write a little bit every day, but I don't sit down at a certain time and write. Right. Okay. Um, you said you took the you took the classes at, at the comedy spot. You took uh, stand up one on one and two on one. Yes. Who were your instructors? I took stand up two on one twice. So I had Melissa McGillicuddy and Jamie Fernandez, and got really different advice from both of them. So I thought that was helpful. Oh, not, and what about one on one? Was that uh, Robert Robert Barry? Barry yeah. yeah. Also, that was really eye opening for me when I took his class because the curriculum in that class. I thought I would just go in and tell funny stories. Like that's what I thought the kind of comedian I would be. But when he was talking about joke making, I realized that it wasn't impossible for me to write a real like punchline sort of set up, a set up punchline kind of joke. I'm not great at it. I'm still working on doing that, but I understood how to do it. And that was fun. When you mentioned earlier that, that you kind of like, like your, your joke telling style is kind of like storytelling do you, do you find that like being limited to five minutes, it's really hard to get some of the stories in? I know when I watch uh, open mics, people will have like a list of jokes and I usually feel like I have two chunks for five minutes. I ah. sort of have this chunk and this other chunk and I can shorten them and lengthen them with the stuff in the middle, but I really do have to get to the, I really have to get to the end or it doesn't finish. Mm-hmm. So I might try to experiment with writing shorter bits yeah. that I can interchange more easily. How long was, did you, do you know how long your set was last night? I don't know how long. It was probably longer than five because I did get laughs and I did have to pause and added some lines in or comments. But I also left out uh, two punchlines. Totally forgot about this whole section. Um, some of them might've been shorter than I expected. Uh, how did you realize that you did that? Like, was it like in the middle of it or afterwards? Like, how did you realize that, that you left something out? It was definitely after, um, it was on the way home and I didn't say anything <laughs> in the car. <laughs> and it's funny cause I've done that particular bit so many times, but I had decided to take part of it out already. Um, there was a joke about my husband who was there and I didn't care that he was there. He wouldn't have cared about hearing it, but I, I wanted to, to joke. I I had like sort of the idea of getting engaged in my final joke. And I like my, um, my fake reality to be consistent. Right. (laughs) So I'm not going to say that I have a husband and then I have a boyfriend. Um, Every, you know, everyone knows the truth, but I have to be consistent <laughs> yeah. in my comedy. Uh, I guess that kind of annoys me when comedians, I don't care if they lie and say they have a 
girlfriend when they don't or are married when they're not. But if in one joke they have a girlfriend and then in one joke they're married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just ruins the illusion. Because you want a story, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you like storytelling, so you want the story to be consistent. Yes. So I had taken the like reference to my husband um, out. Um, and so I think that in my head thinking that I was taking that part out, I took more of it out. Um, I was joking that my emails have my last name Lovering in it. So they, they go to people's junk mail. Because oh, wow. um, because of that, uh, the spam filter. Yes. And then the punchline is that I'm usually um, sending people emails about penis enlargement devices. <laughs> so that doesn't that doesn't help. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That wouldn't help at all. That's awesome. What what do you what do you hope we could do a telenovela in the next year? Where, where do you see us? I would like to get. Okay, I now I feel I'm really taking ownership of telenovela. Let me walk that back. I would love to see telenovela um, really get further into the genre because there isn't yes. a lot of genre improv at uh, in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And I would really like us to explore the tropes, the characters, um, telenovela names more than we do. And uh, maybe we could even possibly figure out how to give it uh, some group scenes Mm-hmm. to merge characters. Oh, wow. Um, like, because soap operas are, you don't see characters interact that much. Uh, they are kind of isolated, but they all know each other right, and they're all usually right. all related. Or they all, or they all dated. <laughs> or they all dated and they, so there are, I think, um, ways to use that soap opera plot structure and have everyone come together at like a party or a big event, or a funeral, or a wedding, uh, I think would I, be fun. I thought we did really good last night of exploring the like trope of like, I'm your brother, I'm your uncle, I'm your, they, they, they you guys, I mean, they, you guys really went for it last night and really did some big like, like the, you know, conclusions of, of characters arcs. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I was really worried last night when we got the moon as the setting. Uh-huh because I was afraid it would limit us and I didn't want to just do a bunch of scenes with us in like spacesuits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, jumping around. So I did run to the mic to sort of like set the scene in the future. Uh, nice. Just like uh, I didn't like sort of plan ahead, but as soon as we were on stage, I, my first thought was like, I'm getting to that mic. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's great. Matt. And, uh, and then, yeah, like, uh, the possibilities kind of seem endless, but yeah, staying inside the 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 telenovela tro- tropey world, and and I'm also excited about like just the new people that we're bringing in, and it's kind of like it's because I think that's also like we like we have a core group, and we kind of like we look at telenovela from the inside, but then like we've brought in some some fresh people and some fresh perspectives, and and now we're kind of starting to expand and. And other people are like are being able to bring their ideas to it. That's why I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to have it be recurring, and uh, we can really um, kind of create what the show is, um, and then keep building on that and doing that and having it be a specific um, 
you know, beast, which I think will be really cool. Yeah. And looking different than all, than different other kinds of improv too. It's a, it's a lot of fun. And I, I have so much fun with telenovela and I just want to say thanks for being a part of telenovela and, and thanks for letting us, uh, like be the spot for your first comedy show, man. Thank you. I can't say enough, um, how much that meant to me because the show, was really fun. It was a really great opportunity for me. Um, and to have it be part of telenovela was really fun too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, Janae, thanks for coming on the podcast this morning. Did, did we cover everything we kind of wanted to talk about? Yeah, I think so. Thank I think you. We did. Yeah. All right. And, and so can we still catch you on Herald? Right. Are you, are you on Herald right now? Yes. I try never to miss every Wednesday night. Herald. What, what's your Herald team name? Bang. Oh, wow. You guys kept it nice and simple. Yep. What's been your favorite Herald team name so far? Like, how many Herald teams have you been on? I have been on three or four Herald teams. I don't. Okay, so if not yours, but what's know. what's probably been like the, your favorite Herald team name that you've heard? Like, what have been some great Herald team names that you that you've heard in, in your time at the Comedy Spot? I really loved Hot Dog Daddies. <laughs> Because of all their hot dog related promotional materials, and they even brought hot dogs to Herald Night for National Hot Dog Day. Oh wow! And I just think hot dogs are funny in general. Nice. So I like that. I, that was not one of my team names. Um, I I think the last last team name we just named our team after one of our members, and then we just put his picture in all of our promotional materials. So. I basically like any name that's like a bit that I can, we can do over and over again. Right. That's a lot of fun. So. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you you on Herald. We look forward to seeing you on Telenovela and of course doing more stand up around town. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Janae. Have a great day, man. Thanks. See ya. Hey man, that's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you come back. Peace. Take care of one another.